Welcome to another edition of Meet the Metapreneur. My name is Sharad Agarwal. I'm the Chief Metaverse Officer of Cybergear, a Web3 digital agency based in Dubai. I have with me a very good friend of mine. His name is Jamie Brett. He's coming to us all the way from London. And uh, let me tell our audience, Jamie is the first person who is coming to my show for the second time. And there's a good reason for that. One, he's an advisor on the board of Cybergear, which is my agency. Two, he's a fellow meta shaper. And three, he is one of my best friends on the planet. I think those are three good reasons to have Jamie back. <laughs> so Jamie, how are you doing today? Really good. Thank you very much, Sharad. Like, great to see you again and lovely to be back on the show. Um, very much looking forward to showing off a little bit of uh, technical aspects and combining some of the, the themes that we've been speaking about over the last year or so, um, because it's, there's so much going on in the space that makes it really exciting and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had made a comment a few days back on our Meta Shapers group saying that artificial intelligence, chat GPT is almost like sucking all the oxygen out of, you know, metaverse and web three conversations. But now I realize that uh, AI is going to be an integral part of web three going forward. So we not only have to learn to live with it, we also have to embrace it with both hands. So I think what we are going to show to our audience today has never been done before. At least I have never seen it uh, being enacted. So here's the deal. What we are going to show to our audience is how I will be having a real life conversation with Jamie at the start of the show, which you have already seen. And then Jamie is going to, I guess, flip his camera or do some magic at his end so that his avatar starts appearing on the screen. And then his avatar starts answering my questions powered by ChatGPT. Am I right in my understanding, Jamie? Is this what we are trying to do? Yep. So first up, we've got real life interaction, you know, your video conference, as we all know it all today. The second phase of that will be going into basically using a rigged up avatar with motion caption uh, software typed in. So you'll be able to ask me general questions, the same questions that you're going to ask the AI, and I'll respond, but it will have it from a point of view of that real digital journey of really kind of blurring that middle line between the, the physical and the digital. And then going into the third phase, which will be asking an AI those same questions where we'll have the same rigged up avatar, but what will happen differently is this is responses that are generated by AI. And then also I've been read by an AI that's been trained with my voice to be able to speak it out loud. So essentially it will be a conversation with AI. Amazing. And uh, curiously enough, Jimmy, you are dressed in your uh, blue shirt. And I think your avatar is always also similarly dressed. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, super, super. So I'm very excited uh, to see how this pans out. And uh, for our audience, this is obviously, uh, let's call it, uh, you know, beta version of what we are trying to do. Uh, and my ambition is that very soon we will organize a full-fledged webinar on onlywebinars.com with four meta shapers who will appear as their avatars. And we'll have an organic conversation powered by ChatGPT about ChatGPT. So we will discuss the implications of ChatGPT uh, to our uh, lives and in the real world. 
So, okay, very excited. Let's get started. So, uh, so yeah, so my first question, uh, Jamie, to you and then to the avatar will be, uh, how is AI going to disrupt everything and improve the quality of our lives? Let me switch it to the avatar bit, not for the AI one, but just the normal one. So I'll switch to that one to answer questions. Okay, so uh, as I understand, now we'll be seeing your avatar and whatever you are saying in the back end, it will appear that your avatar is doing all the talking. So uh, yeah, that will be very awesome. And I think uh, we will be able to capture all the expressions as well on camera. And then we will see the difference in the third phase when actually Chad GPT will be answering my questions. Right, so I'm gonna switch over now, one second. Right, take your time. And I want to uh, you know, share with our audience that we stumbled on this idea just a few weeks back and I threw it out there for Jamie as a challenge. And uh, Jamie being uh, Jamie accepted the challenge and said, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so here we are today, uh, trying out uh, new technology and I'm sure it will have uh, larger implications going forward. Oh my God, wow. This mm -hmm. avatar looks just like Jamie to me. And I love the background as well. It's a nice metaverse background. Um, so yeah, whenever Jamie, you are set, my question to you is how will AI improve the quality of our lives? So I think when we're looking at how AI can really improve the quality of our lives, we're really thinking about the ability of AI to essentially make our lives, to automate tasks that we constantly do, that we find quite repetitive, that we're in a situation where the opportunity to basically have it underpin our society, generally speaking, to make it kind of fit with this in a way that allows us to engage in the things that we care more, more about, more meaningfully about. So for example, this could be that if we've got AI supporting us in the workplace, it might be a case of giving us more time to be able to do the things that we find meaningful. And I think there's a big discussion here around you know, how AI could affect that future. And I want to kind of really think about how, from an economic perspective as well, that AI is going to completely revolutionize the way that we think of the working world. And we can't just implement it and keep an industrial mindset in this digital workforce because it's not going to be able to work in the same way. So what, for example, let's take, let's say you're working at an organization and they're using all of the emails you've done, every meeting that you've ever been in, every recording that you've ever been able to do, they're able to capture all of that data and they go, you know what, Sherrod's leaving the organization. Uh, what we're going to do is instead of replace him, we're just going to create an AI based on Sherrod. You know, we can get, we can feed all of the data. We can feed all of the responses. And do we really need to replace him with the next person? You know, that it could be a huge detriment to a lot of individuals. So we have to think about how we're going to reshape the workforce in order to give AI to do what it was really supposed to do and what technology is really supposed to do, which is to give us, more, to make us work less time to be able to spend more time on the things that we enjoy and to be able to make it so we have a system where people can participate in the way that's meaningful to them. Well, perfect. I 100% I agree with you. I echo your sentiments. 
And I think it's up to our creativity and imagination how we uh, use uh, tech to improve our lives. My next question to you, Jamie, is which are the industries where AI will have the most impact? It's a really interesting question. I think the thing is with AI, when we're looking at it, is there's applications for absolutely anything. Anything that we currently do labor for, you know, is something that we could potentially utilize AI for. Um, and I think when you really boil down what are jobs the majority of the time doing is they're updating a form of database. Like that's what we're all tend to work. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter whether you're working in finance. It doesn't matter whether you're working on a customer relationships. You know, a huge part of our role is updating these databases and systems. And we're just being that middle piece that is able to do it. But the thing is, AI, those kind of roles are the things that AI can very easily get into uh, and do on our behalf. So we have to really think about what that workforce is going to look at, because for example, we've seen it all before. Lots of organizations go, you know what, we're going to introduce this more new system and it's going to be fantastic. And what it means is that you're going to spend more time doing the work that's meaningful to you. And then six months later, nine months later, after the system has been introduced, there's redundancies. And they go, well, actually, we didn't need people being as creative or doing all this. What we needed is people de dealing with that administration. And those are the things that AI could really underpin. So once again, we have to reevaluate what's the value of human labor and um, how important is it to us? I think one of the aspects that's, that I see quite a lot is people going, oh, but, you know, you just have people playing on video games all the time or you just have people, you know, not really caring or just doing, going to do what they want. So what? Who cares if that if the system is able to support them, if the structure and the technology is able to support them, then we have to go. That's not a problem. Our our, our processes, our economy, our, our political system can accommodate for the fact that people want to spend their time doing what they want to be able to do. So across the board. Yeah, love those insights, Jamie. And I have to admit, I'm beginning to fall in love with your avatar. So so you have some competition coming up. OK, coming back. My next question is uh, one that everyone is asking, uh, and that is, will AI one day outsmart human intelligence? So the, the concept what we're talking about is the point of singularity, when AI intelligence can equal that of, of human intelligence. And it, it's, I suppose the question for me is a bit of a, a double-edged sword, because I would go, it depends really if we want it to, you know, uh, do we want it to be able to equal human intelligence? What difference does that make to our lives? Does it improve it? Because the whole point of technology, once again, isn't just a case of can we do it, but what problem does that solve? And if it's a case of the, there's a huge amount of marginalized people who are, you know, loneliness is a huge thing in our society that they, it gives somebody companionship, it gives somebody support, and therefore it needs to be able to have more human-like qualities in order to be able to make that happen. You know, then there's a case for going, well, we need to have an AI that can, can replicate that in some kind of way. But it's a I, I could it's it's not that it's not possible, it's definitely something that's possible. It's just a case of us thinking about whether that is something that's meaningful to us. And also, I suppose the big question that AI re raises is what does it actually mean to be human? Okay, what are the values of human? What do we value about not being an AI? You know, and, and what how meaningful is that to us? 
Yeah, no, well answered. Uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, that is something uh, we have to be mindful of in terms of how we deploy the technology. And finally, uh, this is like a question close to my heart. And that is, uh, can artificial intelligence uh, be humane and teach us to be a kinder and gentler people? So this kind of ties in, I think, with one of the, one of the first questions, which is, you know, around why AI essentially and, and what to be, be enables us to do. And I kind of rebel against the idea that people are, are not as intelligent as they were before or that they're not participating as fully or that because technology's come around, nobody's thinking anymore or doing anything for themselves. That's, that's simply, in my case, I don't think that's true at all. When you look historically at, at people, you know, you have the have and the have nots, those who have been able to access an education, those who have been able to access resources and have that support there and those who haven't. And the thing is that, I believe that if you have got AI underpinning your infrastructure, that it gives people the time to actually do the things that will be to the benefit of society and to the the, the world as a whole. Because I, you can't tell me that if if work wasn't a thing or if if the the idea of our labour market wasn't different, that people wouldn't put their time towards the things that they care about. And a lot of those things that people care about is communities, is the planet, is supporting each other and we saw that quite a lot even when you think back to covid times the first thing that many people did was leap to action to be able to support others and i think that that's what ai gives us the opportunity to do is almost explore our humanity as a humanity you know if we are not doing the repetitive tasks if we're not doing the the menial tasks that don't give us necessarily value as individuals i think people in a very star trekky kind of way will give that time to doing things that they find that they're passionate about. And most of those things that are passionate about are, are people, generally speaking. Yeah. Okay, great, uh, Jamie. So all your answers have been recorded. And now our challenge is to see uh, how Jamie Brett's avatar can respond uh, as if it is powered by ChatGPT. So I'm going to be asking those same four questions again. So this time around, you heard Jimmy organically answer them based on his knowledge and insights uh, of AI as a technology. And now we are going to put ChatGPT to test. And ChatGPT is going to delve into its knowledge base which I'm told is huge, right? A lot of data sets backing it up. And we will, I guess, see uh, what ChatGPT has to say uh, about these same four questions. And finally, I will leave it to the audience uh, to really decide uh, who's the smartest person in the room. Uh, is it Jamie Brett, the man himself, or is it Jamie Brett? powered by ChatGPT. So I am biased towards Jamie Brett because as I told you, he's my best friend. Uh, so I'm not gonna make that call. I'll leave it to the audience to uh, put in the comments once this is out there and let us know what do you think about how Jamie fed and also more importantly, uh, did ChatGPT pass the litmus test? 
So if Jimmy, uh, you have set this up for us, and if you are ready, I'm going to ask Chat GPT my first question. Just give me How one will, second. Yeah. Just give me one can, second. Can I go for it, or you need some time? Just one second. I just got to quickly switch something around, but it'll be one second. All right, no issues. So I'm going to continue uh, doing the talking uh, while Jamie is uh, setting this up for us. So I want the audience to realize that what we are doing today has never been done before. Not at least, it's not there in the public domain. We are attempting something that can have massive repercussions going forward. Uh, you could have news anchors in future on all TV channels and blogs and shows totally powered by ChatGPT. And they will look almost real life, mimicking all our expressions and perhaps one day even our emotions. Uh, so that's of course going to the next level. Time alone will tell how long that will take. But um, based on whatever I'm reading and all the people I'm talking to, uh, that day is not far when we'll have almost real life looking avatars who will help us actually improve our lives. Like Jamie said, to, all, to be able to pass on all the monotonous stuff, all the stuff that does not require our brain cells to be handled uh, by the avatar. And we do stuff where we need to put on our thinking caps. So Jamie, give me a yes when you are ready. Okay, so uh, while Jamie is setting this up, uh, I just want to repeat that I will be asking the same four questions. And I guess we will give ChatGPT possibly a couple of minutes uh, to answer each question. And then we'll leave it for the audience to decide on what they thought about this technology, what they thought about this idea that was hatched by uh, Jamie and myself. And like I said before, we are going to take it to the next level as we fine tune this uh, technology and would definitely love audience participation in terms of where else you think this can be deployed. And we are happy to experiment and uh, take it to the next level. So Jamie, whenever you are ready, I am. Great. Okay, I love this new background that you set up and that will help uh, distinguish for our audience that uh, now it is chat GPT, which is on the show. And uh, we will see how, how it responds. Uh, one sec. The other thing that the audience should note is that you could ask uh, chat GPT at random any questions and it would be able to answer in real time. So I, I've got the go ahead from uh, Jamie. So here's my first question to chat GPT being answered by Jamie's avatar. Question is, how will AI improve the quality of our lives? Certainly, let me give a few specific examples of how AI is already improving the quality of our lives and how it has the potential to continue doing so in the future. In the healthcare industry, AI is being used to analyze large amounts of medical data to help diagnose diseases more accurately and develop personalized treatment plans. For example, 
AI algorithms can analyze medical images, such as X-rays and MRI scans, to detect signs of diseases such as cancer at an earlier stage. This can lead to more effective treatments and improve patient outcomes. Additionally, AI can help medical professionals make more informed decisions by providing them with access to vast amounts of relevant medical knowledge. In our homes, AI-powered smart devices, such as voice assistants and home automation systems, are becoming more and more common. These devices can perform tasks such as controlling lighting and temperature, playing music, and answering questions, freeing up time and reducing stress for individuals. Additionally, AI-powered personal shopping and meal planning can help individuals make healthier and more sustainable choices, leading to a better quality of life. In the workplace, AI can automate repetitive and time-consuming tasks, allowing workers to focus on higher-value work. For example, AI can be used to automate administrative tasks, freeing up time for employees to focus on more creative and strategic work. Additionally, AI can be used to improve decision-making by providing employees with access to vast amounts of data and knowledge. Finally, AI has the potential to help address some of the world's biggest challenges, such as climate change and global poverty. For example, AI can be used to analyze vast amounts of data related to energy use, transportation, and agriculture, helping to identify more sustainable and efficient practices. AI can also be used to provide better and more personalized education, healthcare, and financial services to individuals and communities in need, helping to improve their quality of life. These are just a few examples of how AI is improving the quality of our lives, and there is no doubt that AI will continue to play a significant role in shaping our world in the years to come. Wow, ChatGPT, I'm impressed, and I think I need more time to process this information. Well done. My next question to you, ChatGPT, is this. Which are the industries where AI will have the most impact? AI is poised to have a significant impact across a wide range of industries. Some of the industries where AI is expected to have the greatest impact include healthcare. AI has the potential to revolutionize healthcare by enabling more personalized and effective treatments, reducing the time and cost of medical procedures, and improving patient outcomes. Finance. AI can be used to analyze vast amounts of financial data to identify trends, detect fraud, and automate repetitive tasks, improving the efficiency and accuracy of financial services. Retail. AI can be used to personalize shopping experiences, improve supply chain management, and optimize pricing and marketing strategies, leading to increased customer satisfaction and business growth. Transportation. AI can be used to optimize transportation networks, reduce energy consumption, and improve safety, leading to more efficient and sustainable transportation systems. Manufacturing. AI can be used to optimize production processes, reduce waste, and improve quality control, leading to increased efficiency and competitiveness for manufacturers. Education. AI can be used to personalize learning experiences, provide real-time feedback, and improve the efficiency of educational systems, leading to better educational outcomes for students. Energy. AI can be used to optimize energy usage, improve the efficiency of energy production, and reduce the environmental impact of energy consumption, leading to a more sustainable energy future. These are just a few examples of the industries where AI is expected to have a significant impact, and it is likely that AI will continue to shape many other industries in the years to come. Wow, ChatGPT, uh, TMI, too much information. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Will AI one day outsmart human intelligence? It is difficult to predict the exact trajectory of AI development and whether AI will one day surpass human intelligence. Currently, AI is capable of performing certain tasks, such as processing vast amounts of data, much faster and more accurately than humans. 
However, there are many aspects of human intelligence, such as creativity, empathy, and common sense that AI has not yet been able to replicate. Some experts believe that AI has the potential to eventually surpass human intelligence, while others believe that this is unlikely to occur. It is important to remember that AI is simply a tool that is designed and programmed by humans, and it does not have desires or intentions of its own, regardless of the eventual outcome. It is clear that AI will continue to play an increasingly important role in our world and will shape many aspects of our lives in the years to come. It is crucial that we work to ensure that the development and use of AI is guided by human values and ethics, and that AI is used to improve the world and enhance the quality of life for all people. Amazing. Final question. Can artificial intelligence be humane and teach us to be a kinder and gentler people? AI has the potential to influence human behavior and values, but it is important to remember that AI is simply a tool that is designed and programmed by humans. The values and ethics that are built into AI systems are a reflection of the values and ethics of the people who create them. In this sense, AI has the potential to be humane and to promote kindness and compassion if it is designed and used for that purpose. For example, AI can be used to promote empathy and understanding by providing individuals with access to diverse perspectives and experiences. AI can also be used to promote fairness and equality by reducing biases and improving decision-making processes. However, AI can also be used in ways that are harmful and promote negative values if it is not designed and used responsibly. For example, AI can perpetuate harmful biases and reinforce negative stereotypes if it is not properly trained and monitored. Ultimately, the impact that AI has on our values and behavior will depend on the choices that we make as a society. It is up to us to ensure that AI is developed and used in ways that promote positive values and ethics, and that it is used to make the world a better place for all people. Certainly, let me give a few specific... Amazing. Uh, thank you, ChatGPT. Uh, I look forward to having another conversation with you on onlywebinars.com. And uh, yeah, uh, can I have uh, Jamie back in real life, please? Because I want to discuss what just happened. I think we created history together, Jamie. And uh, this conversation that I've had with you in real life and then with your avatar, and then with the avatar powered by ChatGPT is, uh, is amazing. I mean, I'm at a loss of words. I'm overwhelmed. I did not even know that this was possible to do in such quick time. So Jimmy, you did it and hats off to you. I tip my hat to you. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, we are limited in terms of possibilities where we can go with this. It's a matter, like I said before, of our creativity and our imagination in the way we choose to deploy this technology. And obviously, uh, we as humans will always have control over this. And uh, what are your quick thoughts, Jamie, on what we just did? I mean, I don't want to discuss AI as a technology because it's all out there, right? People can read up on this. But what I want to... Um, uh, discuss with you in next two minutes, perhaps, is this experiment that we have done today. Uh, where do you think, or what do you think is the next level? What else we need to do given the time and resources in terms of being able to take it to a larger audience? Yes, yeah, so I suppose the main key aspect of what we've got there is, is some form of digital representation of yourself so you know the, when we're looking we're going back to kind of the example i gave earlier about 
creating AIs based on, on, you know, the data set that you give it that could be you as an individual. Well, the whole concept around cognitive digital twinning could be that you've got an AI that represents you in virtual meetings that you're not able to attend and, you know, talks to you on that behalf. Or in the case of education, it could be the case of us being able to interact with someone like Einstein through an AI and interact with them in a way that's as if they were here today. There's, you know, the, you could expand that further, you know, contact with loved ones who've passed away, contact with, you know, people that you've created out of thin air, but you wanted to have particular qualities, maybe a business partner is an AI. Um, and you've got this kind of idea of this interaction between what would be considered inherently human, as it were, to be between that between us and digital entities. And this is kind of just a little bit of a starting block of what that can look like. All of that was done using free technology that's widely accessible out there. Um, doesn't take necessarily a huge amount of expertise to be able to go and do it. And I think that's the difference of where we're at today is when we're looking at this, this digital convergence of AI, Web3, the metaverses, they all underpin each other and you can all utilize them together. There's no point, in my opinion, just being an expert on one and leaving the rest to, to chance. Yes, and uh, like we discussed, we are going to put this out in public domain. I'm very excited. I want to go to market with this right away. And I don't even believe this needs any editing whatsoever. It's so natural and it's so uh, amazing that people will really find it hard to believe what just happened, right? You and I know because we are privy to this and we set this up. But just imagine somebody for the first time gets onto our show and sees, uh, you know, what, what they will. I mean, it's mind boggling and the possibilities are endless. We have just set the stage. This is like they say, you know, a preview for things to come. And uh, Jamie, again, uh, I'm so grateful to you uh, for being my friend, one, and for experimenting and trying out new stuff because that's what keeps us going, right? And uh, I'm not going to uh, let you go so easily by saying uh, this is it. We are going to continue this project and we will definitely take it to the next level. And I know that with uh, the large network that we have of our various communities, we will get good audience feedback, which will, I think, give us more ideas and direction in terms of where we can go with this. So yeah, so uh, final words, Jamie, before I close the show. Always very appreciative of your support, Sharad, and for you know enabling me to reach out to your audience to be able to do this and and to, yeah, give this experiment, uh, this thing an experiment really, a bit of a try. I insist that you name the episode Meet the Metropreneur Chat GBT rather than Jamie, and then we can work from that aspect. Um, but I think it was a really interesting experiment just to set the challenge, see if it's possible. And we're at, once again, we're talking ChatGPT has been, you know, widely available for four or five months now. So it's a case of just how quickly can you get in there to do something, to see something that's different um, and to just spark imagination and ideas of what the future could be like. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. And to our audience, finally, uh, hey, guys, this tech is out there. Please use it, deploy it, experiment. It's good to fail, all right? And you will be pleasantly surprised in terms of what you can co-create. So finally, uh, I will be looking forward to receiving our community's feedback on this show. 
Like I said, this has never been done before for the first time. I don't know if we are going for the Guinness Book of World Records or not, but uh, hopefully one day we will. Thank you, Jamie. All the best. See you on the other side.